Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe if you're listening to us on a podcast. I hope you're subscribed wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, I'm Yael Teagle. I'm joined as always by Felicia Michelle. Hello, Felicia. Hello, ladies. Hello. And of course, the birthday girl herself, Taylor Gates, is here. Hello, Taylor. Hello. No better way to spend my birthday than with you all. I'm so honored that you are joining us on your birthday to talk about SVU. Wouldn't miss it for anything. Obviously. Wouldn't even miss it for your birthday. No. Who cares about that? Come on. Priorities here. Well, um, before we jump into season 22, episode 10, welcome to the Pedo Motel. I feel like I should welcome you all to the Pedo Motel. I Yes. That title makes me think of someone with like those little bellhop hats and like the uniform and like uh-huh. like at the worst cringiest hotel with like spider webs and like eyeballs in the mint jar like something like that. Yeah, welcome to yeah. the Crackhead Motel. <laughs> Anyway, um, before we jump into the episode, as a reminder, if you are in a situation and you need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, birthday girl, what does that spell? It spells hope. It does spell hope. And so does Rain. They spell hope. Um, yes. Please reach out to them. Before we jump in, I'm telling you now, I already have some offensive things listed in my notes. So be prepared. Um, This show sometimes goes dark. This episode deals with assault, deals with race issues, does deal with uh, hate groups. So please be prepared. Um, Consider this your content warning that we will be making some jokes that may not sit well depending on where you are in life. And now you know. The more you know. Imagine that logo. Yeah, for real. I did it. All right. Um, Here's the quick cap for season 22, episode 10. The SVU must contend with an angry neighborhood watch group when a girl goes missing near a building that houses several sex offenders. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, Let's start with the, the overall question. What did you think of the episode? Did you like it? Uh, we'll start with Felicia. I I enjoyed it. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I, it was good to me. I I, I was like, okay, maybe. Um, I think maybe by comparison to some other episodes that we had this season, like maybe this just made me excited because it felt a little bit more like, you know, the traditional SBU type of tempo. Um, so I I enjoyed it, um, but I think I might be by myself in that. You guys, look how you guys are looking at me. Oh, my God. Taylor? It, it was not for me, and that's fine. I'm glad it was for you because we have different tastes in episodes, and that's great. And they give us a little buffet, and we pick our favorites, and that's wonderful. We need something for everyone. I just think they tried to do so much but also not enough if that makes sense like it felt like they were throwing so many people and characters in but it also wasn't like the crazy twists and like absurdity like there were moments of absurdity but then it didn't like really go anywhere so if we're gonna call this welcome to the Pato motel 
I feel like we should be focusing on more of the people in there. Instead, we have like a biker gang. We have a parole officer. Like we have just so many other random people too. Then I'm like, we should have focused in because this was a really interesting sort of concept that I feel like we kind of just threw in, threw in. And it could have been a lot more interesting if we like capitalized on that and like really dug into like these motels and like does like do these programs work? Because Olivia would bring up some lines about like, oh, statistically, like they're rehabilitated. But I'm like, we didn't even like really go into that. And I feel like we should have. I um I really agree with Taylor on this one. Uh, this was not my favorite episode. Um, I feel like every reveal was addressed as though it was a twist and <laughs> it wasn't. Um, and I agree. The title is so good. Like, Welcome to the Petal Motel is such a like, I gotta watch this. What the hell is happening? It's like um, almost offensive, which like <laughs> some of the best SVU episodes. I'm like, yeah, this is probably like not a, should be the name of an episode. But the fact that it is like, you might as well go all in. Exactly. Um, and the fact that, first of all, like, we didn't deal with pedophiles is odd. Right. Like, right. Give me a At motel for the pedophiles. Let's deal with that. Um, and so I agree. I think also the biker gang and then the fact that the biker gang didn't do it is, like, even wilder. Like, why are you going to introduce these this hate group and then have them not be involved? That's well, I mean, so- they kind of they kind of were a little bit like indirectly, like they this, right. people did this to impress them. So kind of, but not really. The they don't even do drugs or damn a lot of beer in there, so they're probably not. <laughs> that was a good murdering. <laughs> um, yeah. So our story starts um, with Saranda, who goes missing. First, we meet Lonnie. Um, who it's unclear for a bit what what the deal is with Lonnie. Um, I like it. I do like that we have an understanding or like a basic understanding. So we're hesitant, like we are supposed to suspect him kind of, right? Like, And I will say, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But like an element of this episode I did like is I do like when we have these cold opens where we like follow one person throughout the day or like, because like Dreams Deferred is one of my favorites with Patricia Arquette and they did that so well in that episode where we like follow her throughout her day and then something crazy happens like at the end of it and so I do like when they have those openings where it's like we kind of see what goes down or like meet a character and like what their daily life is like I think that's always cool so I did appreciate that in this episode yeah so with Lonnie I want to give a shout out to uh, actor Mark Kane who played Lonnie because there's the part where he's like getting dressed to leave and he looks at himself in the mirror and you can see that he like struggles to look at himself in the mirror which I feel like tells you so much about this character right like he knows that he did something wrong and and has this trouble looking at himself which I think is so interesting for those listening to the audio podcast they were air quotes on that did something wrong um so uh because I realized without it I just sound like an asshole um, yeah. so uh I think it's so interesting that we have that and then seeing how people react to him is fascinating um and I just really enjoyed the beginning of this and getting to meet Lonnie and then dealing with the story of Lonnie and Finn. Like that also was very weird um, because Finn, I'm jumping way later. Finn is like, you know, I assumed that he was guilty and I should have known out of everyone how many good kids who look like him get done wrong. And then he feels guilty and he's like, this was my fault. And I'm going to be honest. It, Yes, Finn. Yeah. He's like, he didn't trust me. Of course he didn't trust you. You treated him like shit. 
Right. But if we're going to throw that in there, why not make this like a Finn centric episode? You know what I mean? Like it just felt like we didn't go in hard enough on any of the aspects. We just kind of brushed the surface of all of them because Finn is so interesting. Like he is a fully developed character, but I love getting more pieces of him because like he is very like leaves the job at the job, like is obviously hesitant to be really emotional. Like we've seen with Phoebe before. And so I think that would have been so cool to like have this be almost like a character study of him, but we like only got little pieces of it, which it was, I felt like was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Felicia, you look like you had something you wanted to add. No, I can kind of see what you what you guys are saying, but I'm just like kind of taking it for what it is right now. We've just gotten in the, this past season, some episodes that are, I'm saying not my favorite And I think that it was the pacing of the show that I really enjoyed because it's very, it's much, it's very much like their, their rubric of how they, of how they, you know, write and compose, you know, the the cadence of the story in SVU. But um, there were things that I didn't like about the episode. Like I enjoyed watching it, but the thing that I don't like is that, yeah, there were missed opportunities so many times on the way. It's like, it's like there was a cake, right? And they were like racism, misogyny, hate groups. And it was like, okay, you put all these different flavors together in this one big old cake, but like, I don't want, what is it giving? Like, what what are you trying to to say more or expand more in this? I do think that the ultimately how this all ended up with the, the um, with his, this girl's father setting this young man up. I think that part was very interesting, but I think maybe a lot, that was interesting. Like the overall story, like if I just told my story, like, oh, it was about this guy who got set up by this girl's dad and it was based on hate and the other things based on hate happened. Okay. But to watch it as like a viewer or, you know, consistently watching it and also like as a world citizen who's experiencing what's actually happening. Again, I think we talked about this last week, just throwing those little tidbits in there really doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything, but makes people, I think, not really take it as seriously when it's in the episode. I mean, obviously this is entertainment, but I think a little bit of education was there. She did put in there a little bit to say, oh, hey, well, you know, actually these men have a low statistical um, level of or chance of reoffending, you know, like that came up, but there are so many, yeah, there could have just been more done, especially because I thought they were going to focus more on him being, um labeled a sex offender being a sex offender registry at such a young mm-hmm. age when he just had a relationship with somebody who is a peer you know but just by date of birth he was an adult so i thought they might talk more about that or because that does happen to people there mm-hmm. are people that are on sex offender registry who that is exactly their situation and for many reasons hate or otherwise whatever um, so I thought they would talk more about that, or maybe there were other kids that this guy did this to, or something. I don't, I don't know. There were missed opportunities. I kind of see what you guys are saying about that. Absolutely. I don't. I also don't want to take away from how much you liked this episode. I don't want to like. Oh change no! Your mind. Oh no! You did. Oh no! You didn't. I'm going to watch it again. I enjoyed it. I watched it like three times. So like, I I liked it. Oh no, that's not going to change okay, it. Okay, like, There's great, definitely. Great. But I think this is a, a this is a something ongoing in this entire season. A bit of last season too, where you're missing opportunities to really fully explain something, like. Yeah, or give I it the, think, give it the just the just time that it deserves. Maybe not even explain it, but give it the time it deserves. Absolutely right. Like this episode brings up a lot of different issues, right? As we keep saying, Benson said, sex offenders on the registry have the lowest recidivism rate. Give me more facts on that. Um, 
had Isabel continued to host with us, we would have Isabel's Info Corner, which is a segment we used to do where she would tell us all about the lowest recidivism rates. I did not do that research, um, but I would love you to do it. Go for it. Um, we also have in the Pedo Motel, which is what everyone's calling it, we do have sex offenders of all different um, styles, all different flavors. I don't know what to call them. That was a um, little confusing. That was a I, lot confusing. Cause like, I what love... did the guy with the <laughs> go on? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Because I think we're the same person. Everyone knows who my favorite is. My favorite's the chubby chaser, and I'm gonna explain why. Um, because first of all, we don't even know what he did. Sorry, like snoring. that's what I think is wild is that we have these people. He specifically didn't even tell us what his crime was. So we do not know what he did. I have my own assumptions, but he did not tell us I'm what sure he did. I'm sure we all do. <laughs> but that said, I loved these characters because we do have, you know, and that is the other thing they could have talked about is that sex offenders, there are different levels. There are different, um, they have like their own system and there are different rules. And that th all these people living in this SRO together, um, you know, I assume this place is one of the few places that is affordable that can house them and that isn't near a school because if you're on the registry you can't live near a school regardless of what you did um so i think that's also interesting and wasn't really addressed um then we have the hate group which i really like uh, he's a youtuber and a community activist i'm putting air quotes on that for sure but he also is a white pride organization you can't be that's not community activism and white pride don't seem that's i guess we know what community you're activating for so um and he's a youtuber like that's i think what's the wild as far as that this youtuber needs to come out and do a live show um yeah why don't we have a whole episode about that i mean it looks like next week not to get too deep but our promo but like the YouTuber space, I love it when we go in and do like YouTuber stories. I think it's so funny and I love the way they like work around like the brand names so they can't say. Like yeah. I love it when they incorporate like the technology into it. So like give us give me more of that. Like pick a lane and like really go down that lane and I'll be here for it. But I was trying to straddle so many stories. Yeah. Um I also think the story, like I said, the story with Finn and Lonnie um and how Finn dealt with it and what he you know feels guilt for i think that's so interesting especially because we do talk about there is the romeo and juliet law and we've had episodes about that um i was just season one was on the other day so i was just watching an episode where this girl's talking about um she was in a relationship with a guy he was 21 she was 15 and stabler season one stabler was like wait three years what are you doing she's not worth it um so the idea that that we had this this essentially a Romeo and Juliet situation that none of our team looked into, and that even Carisi says one of my favorite lines. I'm bringing it out now because we're talking about it. Is you'd be amazed how many statutory rapists use Shakespeare as a character witness. Yeah, but like eighteen to fifteen, they went to the same high school. Like they grew up together. Like what? How did they know each other? Right. Eighteen to fifteen tells me that they are in the same circles. Mm -hmm. And if you literally just, you, you literally turned 18 that day, like you were yeah. 17 for a long time when you were together probably. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's differing opinions. And I'm, it, I think it varies from like situation to situation sometimes too, but 
yeah, it's it's interesting. And like it would be I know that we've had episodes, you know, that kind of have touched on that before, but I think this could have been a really interesting one too, because it's like people are almost weaponizing that law, even though they probably don't think there's anything actually wrong with it in terms of like, you know, because they're like in the same class maybe, you know, at school. So Yeah. I mean, there um, was a lot that could have been done with that, even more so their their difference in in it being an interracial relationship i mean that being really the the reason why all of this mm-hmm. happened uh because that does happen to a lot of um a lot of black men in fact that's like the thing in the community it's like hey like be careful because if you want to have a relationship with a with a white woman or you want to have a relationship with a white woman you need to make sure that it is very much so like clearly consensual like because your future could be at je- in jeopardy i literally know people people not like just like oh i know of somebody like i know i literally know people multiple people that this has happened to that they have been accused of something lost a good portion of their life and and their youth and that time they can't get back and then have been found to be not guilty of what they were accused of and that's like a that's a thing i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with being in a relationship you be who with whoever you want to be with except like a child or like an animal but that is the thing and it exists and it happens. And there's a lot of people who still have really racist parents who really can't see past color or maybe religion, sexual orientation and so on and so forth. I think that's still a real thing. People don't really talk about that. People still have a problem with interracial relationships. Like Mm -hmm. they still have an issue. I don't know if y'all have ever dated. Y'all didn't y'all have to get down with the swirl? Y'all don't have to tell me here, it's okay. (laughs) Y'all don't have to tell me here. Y'all don't have to tell me here. It's a different show, Felicia. Okay. All right. I just want to know. I just want to know. Inquiring minds. It's me. I'll, I'll ask later. Sorry, this just popped up now. But go- <laughs> oh, Felicia. Sorry. <laughs> we know I date all peoples. Um, so... <laughs> I like anyone who is in a business suit and um, female, a little scary. Yeah. And female. You have, you have a specific rule on there. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I have to be female, but beyond that, we're down for whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit about the brutal murder. Um, Sorry to take this down, but like that, the way that they murdered Lonnie was, so brutal and i have to give it to the um the makeup team for, for what they did it was he vicious horrible. yeah but that's the other thing we like barely like that is such a like that is a clear cut and dry hate crime like the way that they did it the like way that they tortured him and I was like, for what? Like, I understand, but we didn't even really go into the hate crime aspect of it either, which I felt like was like borderline disrespectful. Because if like, you're going to do that, that's like a really sensitive thing to topic. put in there. Exactly. And it's like, we didn't even really talk about it. It was like a blip. And then we went and talked about the girl again, the pull officer, whatever. So like that probably should be the center of the episode. And you need to make sure you're doing that respectfully which i don't necessarily think they hit the mark on that that's my opinion on it but that's kind of what i felt when i was watching it yeah um i think finn makes the one comment um and then that was it and they they move on i'm trying to think if that out of like there have been a lot of brutal obviously deaths that we see of victims but it's never like not it's not usually possible suspects and i'm trying to think 
I don't know if anybody has, that's probably one of the worst deaths um, on the show. Like one of the worst, if not the worst, like there was, a, it was a lot like done to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would say, yeah, this is probably one of the worst. Um, and then we have the fire, which is, you know, to cover up the murder, um, which then takes us to Elvis's place, which is a waste of our time. Benson also forces her way in without a warrant, which I think is odd and not addressed. Yeah. He G-checked her shoulder. He did. He was like, he said, bit, don't take another step in here. <laughs> and then but, Ben's like, I wouldn't try her. Like, what did he say? Oh, that was a good line. I think, what did he say? I'm going to write it down. Okay. All right. Because he, I was like, what? sir, all you have to say to her is, where's your warrant? Like, they don't even have beer in there. Right. right. Like that there's too. no like, problem with I, I don't even allow beer in here. There, Dude, there there's nothing there. wrong with lots of beer in here. Like, that's all we're looking for. Okay. Um, and then they have the gang squad installed the camera outside. Um <laughs> Which, like, I really did. The, I think it was real funny that, like, um, they told Carisi, like, yeah, gang told us we couldn't tell them about it. And he's like, but didn't they tell you about it? And she's like, yeah. Like, that's really great. And it makes sense. Yeah, like, if you're going to use an undercover car, don't fuel it up at the station. Like, right. oh, damn. He said it was his neighborhood, though. He didn't, nothing happened in it without him knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets us to Eduardo. Who has the picture of the body on his phone? Like, what the? There was a lot of no Bro. one. Okay. This this con this was a, a a law order SVU episode, yes, but it really gave a lot of first forty eight vibes. Like, why are you snitching on yourself? Ask for your attorney. What are you doing? Like, why are you just telling everything? Like, make them work for this confession, this conviction. Like, don't just give it up. It's only a forty eight hour hold. Like, shut your mouth up and just sit there for forty eight hours. Like, chill. Everybody snitch. Everybody yeah, they didn't snitched. even have to get Taru to get the to get anything off the phone. It was just there, as if he was taking a selfie. Like, bro, you'd be smarter than this. You're uh, not even a good criminal. Like, you're Daryl in no. the chat says criminals are stupid. It is no. There are facts. some dumb criminals. Yeah, there. I just don't understand. Um, everybody snitched on everybody, right? Like. Eduardo switched on Louis and Juan, who want to be in Elvis's gang. And I'm going to just say this. I'm going to make an assumption here that at least Juan and Eduardo are not the type of people that Elvis, who writes a runs a white pride group, with wants in his organization. Yeah, I'm just actually, gonna guess. I think that's actually um, coming from um, real life. I'm assuming that Elvis's group is supposed to be a replica of the Proud Boys. And they do have some Latin, Latino members of the Proud Boys. Like they do have people who are a part of that organization that are of that ethnicity. So when I saw that they were doing that, and I, when I saw all that, I was like, oh, they must be trying to say that they're the Proud Boys. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, you know. Well, then go into that. I want to know about that. Like, there's so many things that just like split it up and focus because this is very interesting. Like, we're just brushing it. But here's Elvis. Like, who's Elvis? Elvis Presley. And then it takes us to right. So we're done with, we're done with them, which gets us to, um, Eduardo killed this innocent man. Was set up. Lonnie was set up the whole time. And that leads us all to Eastman, 
who is the parole officer, father of um step dad. Oh, you ain't even the real Step-dad. dad. You the dad that stepped up. Like, come wow. on, get out of here. Stepdad of uh McKenna. McKenna. I was like, what was that name? McKenna. There's a lot of names to keep track of, to be fair. Um and then the whole the whole thing was that, and then oof, oof. Okay, so then we've got Antonio, who is a familial match to the guy who killed um uh Saranda. So, yeah. <laughs> For what? Because For what purpose? Because Eastman is right. Antonio's parole officer and was like, I'm gonna send you back to prison if you don't frame this other guy. So Antonio asks his half brother Sam to do it. Yeah, you it's, know, no good deed goes unpunished, right? And then they all, they all, the good deed being murder. They all snitch. They do. No, the best, the best is when he's in the car. It's when he's in the car and he's like ducked down like this, and he's like, like which one did it? He's like, it looks like whenever you got bullied and your mom was like, who did it? Who did it? Where are they at? I'm like, over there. <laughs> <laughs> you look. You know, in um, his white jersey. All right. So that's the main story of the episode. Other stuff also happened. Let's talk about the other stuff. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. So first of all, Carisi has a girlfriend. <laughs> that's some big news. Honestly, I people I are move. people are mad. I'm happy. I I because Paloon's back. Caldoon's mm-hmm. back. Oh, we'll talk about Caldoon in a second. Yes, Carisi, someone else. Yes, Carisi Rollins. No, um, no for me. Yeah. So we'll talk I about. Knew, I, I just knew I was going to say, who do you guys think he's on the phone with? Y'all were going to be like Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate it, but they need to step up and make it happen. Okay. This is. I don't know. A, why you are this shit think... by yourself. <laughs> We are not, that's not true. That's not true. The internet's God. behind us. And yeah, in this group, in this group y'all are, y'all, yeah, the, you know, well, <laughs> you're um, on your own little ship. <laughs> I'll say this for, for whatever reason, I don't know why I thought that he was on the phone with a girl, but so not Barbara, but he and Barbara are on the outs right now. Um, <laughs> I assumed it was a, a female friend too, especially because he tried to like say, Hey, uh, by the way, like you tried to Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Khaldun for a second, who got transferred to homicide two weeks ago, which makes me think we'll see more of him. Um, but also, I got really annoyed with his behavior uh, in the first scene we see him in. Not because of the coffees, I think that was wonderful. But when he like tells the Emmy what to do and the Emmy is like oh thanks I, I yeah. wouldn't have thought of that I love that because then he continues to tell our team what to do and I was like don't tell Rollins what to do listen up you... freshman okay you yeah. just got here <laughs> you are not even on the squad like that's and you just agree SVU is taking lead on this. He speci- she was like, I thought SVU was taking lead. And he said, they are. One PP wanted someone with ties to the Muslim community. That's why I'm here. Great. So then sit back and let the women, let the adults take charge. Yeah, because it wasn't necessary. Like, we weren't talking about anything that had to like, do with the Muslim community. That's where you're here to consult, okay? Otherwise, you, you stick it back. That was interesting, I'm glad he was here. He can do what he wants. 
I'm going to give he him was, a pass because I like him. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I love him. I want a shout out to Ariel Stachel. Like, yes, join the team officially. We would love that. Um, I don't see that happening since he is also a sergeant and Finn is a sergeant and we are we can't have two sergeants. But True. I would like to see more of him. Yes, agreed. Especially I, with Rollins. I just thought about something. Yes. So a lot of times in this episode, this obviously this young woman is Muslim. We meet the chaplain. We know, like, it's confirmed that the, she's a, a Muslim young lady. But in all of the hoopla, they, they kept call her calling white. her white. They keep calling her white. And I was mm-hmm. like, she's not white. Like, I don't mean, I, oh. don't, I didn't look at this, this character and be like, oh, yeah, she's, like, I didn't think she was white. When you should I have been in my her. house as we watched the episode. <laughs> oh. It was a lot of us shouting, no. <laughs> no, like, how yeah. are you just going to keep saying that she's white when she's clearly that she's not Mm-mm. white? She no. has fair skin, but she's sure. not. Caucasian. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Right. It was very weird. Um, it was and if very we're going to make the final line, they did this because of hate, like that should probably also play a role in it, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't really. I mean, it did with Lonnie very obviously. But like, I, I mean, maybe it highlights something, connected. right? Like, as Maybe my roommate said, yeah. as my roommate said, he said to Finn, he said to Finn, to the TV, he goes, oh, thank you for explaining that to a black family and a Muslim family. Exactly. He like, wouldn't have had to be the other... one to do it, though. He he wouldn't have had right. to have been the yeah, character but, to do it. Anybody else, it sure, been, it but they would have kind of patronizing. Right, but they couldn't have, they didn't know that already? They weren't aware? right. No, right. seriously though. But maybe there was a point to this, right? So if you think about it, people can be whatever ethnicity that they want that they are, but they might be perceived to be another ethnicity. Like you know, I'm I don't know. Someone might just look at young like, oh, just I don't know, she's white. I saw her walking down, she was white. Like people, but Lonnie's character does not have that privilege to be right. assumed to be anything else besides exactly uh, what he is. That's interesting that they kept calling her Caucasian. It was very odd. Um, It was very odd. Especially because they like really made a point to talk about how diverse this neighborhood is, right? Like, oh, I think, honestly, I started laughing so hard at the fortune cookie being run by Orthodox Jews. Like, (laughs) that makes sense. That does make sense. Like, they're not answering the phone. I mean, it was Saturday. They're definitely not answering the phone. Um, I just, of course they make the fortune cookies, <laughs> but yeah, I think they made a point to be like, this is a diverse neighborhood. You know, we've got Muslims living here. We've got Orthodox Jews living here. We've got, um, black people living here. We have all sorts of people living in this neighborhood, <laughs> but we're going to keep referring to her incorrectly. It's an interesting choice. Um, other things we need to talk about, as we have said, we will not be discussing organized crime, but we will 100% be addressing any um, coverage that crosses over anything that happens. Oh, I did not make a banner for it, but let's talk about the stabler of it all. Um, because if you watch the second episode of Organized Crime, Benson does appear. Also, Carisi talks to Benson about stabler in this episode. So um, Carisi says, I don't know if it's the healthiest thing for him to be investigating his own wife's murder. And Benson accurately goes, do you want to tell him that? Right. Which, <laughs> like, I think that's another, another, you know, 
thing about Stabler, like, oh, we can't even tell him something that is a fact? Okay. He's no. not going to react well? I see. Sure, let's let him stay on the force and carry a weapon. Um, and then, uh, you know, what went on with him when he broke into your interrogation room, people are looking into that. Um, and Carisi reminds her that he has her back, just to be careful. And then on organized crime, we have a very quick scene for those who didn't watch it. Um, Benson uh, is in the car with uh, Stabler for a second, and she's worried about him. She talks about the end of the episode one, where um, his behavior was erratic. And she says, I think you have PTSD, to which he bursts out laughing, um, which honestly, <laughs> that interaction felt very perfect for me. Um, and he yeah. tells her to drop it and to stay out of it. That's we'll all you've see. missed. You've been caught up. We'll see. We it's so see. in character, like her being like, listen, buddy, like right. I'm worried think you're about going through something. She and definitely like, knows oh, well. something is up though. <laughs> yeah. She knows yeah. something is up. Be even beyond the PTSD and beyond him losing Kathy. She knows, you know, it's like, no offense, but men are such simple creatures. And once you really <laughs> understand the psychology of one pretty much doesn't change too much. So she, even despite a decade of not speaking, I know you, I know how you work. Like, I know that there's some part of this that's missing. I'm addressing mm -hmm. this with you that you need to handle your situation like with your PTSD and losing your wife. But you also got something else going on, but yeah, she, she, he definitely told her to back up. She's like, I'll back off if you want me to. He was like, yeah, back off. Um, as Sarah too. says, <laughs> you mean the world to me, but back <laughs> off. Um, She's not going to back off. I'm just going to tell you that right of now. Of course not. But uh, as we said, we will continue to bring up as that, that story continues, but not necessarily talk about what's going on over on Organized Crime. I will admit that the second episode got me and that I will continue watching the season. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Second episode, is so much same, better than the is first. Is this the same woman who said that she was not going to watch it week by week, but instead maybe she'll binge watch it at the end? I did say that. I did say that. And I watched the second episode because of um, actually a press conference that I will tell you all about in just a bit. Um, and it, the second episode sold me and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm excited to watch. I think I'm going to watch on Hulu because like my attention span is this long. And so the, the, when I watch it live, the commercials, like I forget what's happened uh, without like taking notes and I'm not going to take notes if I don't want to talk about it like that doesn't make any sense but I will watch it next day Hulu so I can watch it all the way through without interruption yeah perfect well let's get into our favorite lines from the episode um I'm gonna start because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want you to take this line from me the line is <clears throat> said by Frank it is I'm no pedophile. I like triple plus size senior later ladies like my late aunt Rose. Are you not going to finish his monologue? He just has so many other interesting. There, yeah, no, I got, that's I got the Frank down too. <laughs> that was the mm -mm. part that got me. What you got? I just don't. Oh, I'll, well, I guess I'll stay on the Frank beat. It's when he mm -hmm. says that he was home killing roaches, eating yes. chips, and drinking grape soda. <laughs> I want Frank's story. That is the episode we need. Is what did Frank do? No, seriously, yes. it's like if you have a preference that you like, like fuller figured women, that's not a crime. Like that doesn't make you like 
No, a, I agree. A, a, a sex a offender. Sex I will say this. This is really, I think this is the most important thing I'm going to say the whole episode. Triple plus size isn't a thing. That's not, <laughs> that's not a thing. Triple plus size is not a thing. Um, plus size is a thing. There are different labels for different sizes of plus size, but triple plus size isn't it. That's not one of the labels because that does not make sense. No. Um, I, it's just very upsetting. Also, he would know the term BBW. Like that's the thing is this man of all people is going to know BBW. And if if for whatever reason, they're not allowed to say the, wor- the words BBW on TV because of standards or, or you know, whatever, um, in terms of it like being offensive or racy language, then he could say big, beautiful women and everyone would go, got it. He likes BBWs. Like, right. I don't understand why they chose to create a new title. It's just a That's minor thing. That doesn't exist. It's not a thing. The picture also doesn't look triple plus size to me. Oh, not if at that all. were a thing. If the, that picture, were a thing the picture that he was running triple. his finger down. Yeah, yeah that I'm was like, a plus model, which means I'm that like, she is a size 12. Right. Which is the lowest end of plus. Right. Um, I'm going to stay on that because I think we just need to say the whole monologue. When he said, dissolve into them like a waterbed so the world disappears, I said, that's poetry. I said, Shakespeare who? <laughs> um, that was hilarious. And like, what a time. What a guy. Um, staying with our, our Pinot Motel residents. The fact that he was watching the Bad News Bears just really hit me for some reason. I was like, what a choice. Like, what a choice. I get it. I totally, that was not a surprise to me. I just didn't even think about that because I'm like, I love that movie. Like, Girl, honestly, it's one of the things, one of the best parts of the episode is when they're ruling out the sex offenders by their preferences. I think that is, that should have been where we started. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the okay. fact that he's praying to St. Anthony was like a lot. Tell us, is St. Anthony a special? St. Like, Anthony, I know of, I went to Catholic school, and it was the person that you prayed to if you lost something. But it could, he could be the patron saint of like something else too that I just don't know. But it's usually like if you lose something, you're like, oh, St. Anthony, help me find my shoe or whatever is like what you usually say. He's so trying I, to find his way. Thank you. And there you go. Exactly. Um, Finally, the line, the other line I liked was, it was, I forget his name. There were so many names, but he was like, it was an accident. So it's not really murder, right? Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, Antonio's brother, right? Yeah. Sam. Here's, yeah. here's what Sam said. Not what that means. Wait, wait, wait. You missed say? my favorite part that he said. He says, I begged her to chill, but she wouldn't stop. So I grabbed a brick and hit her to get her to stop. That's Good. irrational. That's a rational choice. I begged, please, please so chill. Is, oh, so is oh, you're not going to stop talking? For your brother. Please chill. Upside the head. What? Oh, no, just chill. <laughs> there was one more. There was one more that it was good to. It was Eastman. When Olivius went to step in, he was like, you made a mistake, like asking God you for doll, balls. You meant dolls or something like that. He like Elvis said, said something it. pretty sexist to her. Oh, wait, Elvis? Elvis he, said Eastman. it when she got... 
Eastman is the PO. There was a lot of people in this episode. Y'all know I was never really good was. with names. Look, I deliberately... <laughs> you did. You did. I chose to write down all these names because I realized that we should be better at this. But there were a lot of names this episode. Um, speaking of uh, some of our favorite pedophiles, um, Manny <laughs> is the pedophile who is praying and watching Bad News Bears. And I have to give this shout out to Stephen Marcus, who is a repeat offender. And I'm pretty sure I called him out on the last time that he was a repeat offender. So this is him again, because um, he was in Dear Ben, um, which is the mm. episode with Stone's dad's yep. case. Yep. Um, he was the guy who ran the store that had the memorabilia of the serial Yo, killer. I was wondering mm -hmm. why he looked so familiar. I think he looks really familiar. Yeah, he was but previously I in- other projects. Nope, just this show, probably. Uh, he was also in um, an episode called Privilege and um, Pixies from season two, which I believe was my first episode ever. Cute. That's the one with the gymnast, right? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, Repeat Fetter deserves credit uh, for sure. <laughs> Love that for him. All right. Um, now I want to tell you all about, before we move on to the weekly poll, I want to tell you about some show news because I got this amazing opportunity to uh, participate in a press conference about organized crime with Chris Maloney, Dick Wolf, and Eileen Chaikin, who is the showrunner of organized crime. Um, if you want to check out the entire thing, there is a link in the description below, or if you're listening to the audio podcast, there's a link in the description there. Um, but the big takeaway, last week we talked about the concept of fridging, um, of killing off a character, a, a wife or girlfriend or, or a female character to move a male character's story forward. And the big takeaway that I found in that press conference is that either Dick Wolf and Eileen Chaikin are unfamiliar with this trope or do not care um, because Someone deliberately asked them about it. And um, apparently Dick Wolf was not aware that there was controversy or any backlash. Um, and Eileen Chaikin said uh, that this was planned before she got to the show, because if you may remember over the summer, she was not the original showrunner. Um, that mm -hmm. showrunner, uh, I believe, pulled a gun on um, protesters and was let go from the show. Well, yeah. I remember that. That'll do it. Um, so anyway, so that the decision to kill Kathy was already part of the plan before um, Eileen got involved, but she stands by and thinks that it was the right choice to make. Yeah. Yep. Um, so if you would like to read more about that, the <laughs> um, article is below. Yep. Um, but they also did talk a little bit about the crossing over of the two shows and that they're going to make it only happen when it feels necessary and makes sense um, because otherwise they would just make a show. Um, right. So they're going to keep doing that. And what it seems like for organized crime, what they're doing is um, it is, as we know, a full story, but each episode will have its own little procedural storyline. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is what kind of got me okay with it in the second episode. Yeah, I will also I like say that. that a character we loved from the first episode, the um, hacker girl is staying. And so that is very exciting. As I well. also She's need to say that she has the funniest Twitter account I've ever seen in my life. 
Awesome. Just so you all are aware, because I wasn't until a couple days ago, and then I was like, I would love to be best friends with you. Like, let's make it happen. <laughs> um, all right. So Taylor's birthday wish, make her and Taylor best friends. Please. <laughs> what's what's her at? It's Ainsley, Ainsley something. Ainsley, yeah. Ainsley. Um, she's amazing. I love her. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, here on S Review, we do a weekly poll. Taylor, tell us all about it. We sure do. Last week, we asked you guys um, who you would want to see come back, like who of the OGs. And the results were very interesting to me. Um, it last place with 11.1% of the vote is Brian Cassidy. Which is How shocking. dare you? I How wasn't dare me. It was all, of, all of you. All of you. Ask I'm the talking to people. people who voted. <laughs> so good. That's crazy to me. Uh, in third place, we have Monique Jeffries, 13.6% of the vote. Also, her. how dare you? Also, how dare you? Second place, we have our boy John Munch with 33.3% of the votes. Classic, we love him. And Cragen is first with 42% of the votes, which, I mean, I agree. I love Cragen, but that is shocking to me. I thought you guys would be here for the drama of Brian Cassidy coming back. But no, you're like, I just want Cragen. I want to feel safe. And I respect that. Um, that's wild. Uh, I think you're all wrong. Um, not just because I think Cassidy... <laughs> And Benson, like, I want more of that storyline. But because Jeffries deserves so much better. I'm going to stop hitting the table. I'm sorry about that audio-wise. I'm just so frustrated. Jeffries deserves so much better. She got screwed over so badly in season one. um, And I would love to see where that character is and have her come back and talk to Benson about the fact that, like, they were the only women on the team and should have had each other's back. I just can't believe it. Anyway. So no, I get wrong. that. Go on. I know. I completely get that. I'm I'm shocked, but we love Cragen. Like we do. Um, today the poll is: What's your favorite episode that premiered on my birthday, or that we're talking about on my birthday? <laughs> because there's exactly four, and it's perfect. And I couldn't think of anything else. So here we go. Um, <laughs> the options are Justice Denied, which is season 13, episode 17. That's the one with like the scarf and Hayden's there. And Olivia is like, oh my gosh, I think I put the wrong person in jail. That's a good episode. That one's winning by a lot right now. Oh, wow. That could change. Could change. Um, we also have Service, which is season 19, episode 18. That is not winning at all. It has 0% of the vote. But it's like the military guy who, like, they're trying to block them from investigating because it's like the military. I'm not doing a good job explaining. Yale's always better. But is this, the, is this the one with... <laughs> Is this the one with the actor who played Jason from True Blood? Is this that? Is that one? Or is this the one with um, with the trans actor? Where it turned out it, one of the guys was trans. It could be. I don't think it's either. Girl, which one is it? There have been plenty I of military ones. Was, was the one where she was like a ranger? Or oh, like... no. That's, ooh. It's that's, not the Shuri. That's a good one. I'll tell you that. Oh, but is okay. it the one with the ranger who, like, she was in a fight club? Girl, there are a lot of military ones. Yeah, I know, a lot and of I military. tried to look it up, but this was okay, like... Which one is it? So I'll many. tell you which one it is. Tell me right now. Which? What's the number? Oh, service. Season 19, episode 18. Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't think you were going to work. There were a lot of military uh, Give me one sec, one sec. Like, good ones. I know, too. I know this one wasn't very... 
and this one I don't think was very popular. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is the one with the trans actor. This is the oh, one I where that was pretty good. it turned out. So this girl, I believe she was an escort. She was assaulted by three um, right. different people. And because one of them was young and a virgin, and so they used her. Um, yes. This was during Stone's years. Yep. Okay, go on. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. You can't oh, do anything wrong. It's your birthday. That's true. Exactly. I was like, listen, I thought I could just give a description and you'd be like, sure. I didn't know I had to know the details <laughs> of the nitty I didn't know I didn't know what they said fifth, the fifth line of the episode. It's you know fine. that I always tell us these details. I go, this is who the guest star was. This well, was you're going to look these was. up. <laughs> okay, I did. You're right, you're right. So you're going to let me take control of it. Yes, ma'am, go ahead. <laughs> We also have The Good Girl, season 20, episode 20. That is the one, I mean, this is, again, going to feel generic, but it's the girl who she, like, blames the teacher, but it was actually actually her stepdad, and she was married to her stepdad, it turns out. such a good one. Whack. Whack. Um, And then, of course, we have this one, which we just talked about. Um, So we'll tell you where to find that in a second and if one of you wants to do a little book report on service so i remember it feel free to drop that in the comments um are all of these episodes from the last five years yeah none of them premiered before season 13 i like literally looked on imdb last night like scrolling through so but there's three it's kind of a lot i feel like I'm just impressed that it's only recent ones because good girl i remember us talking about like season 20 i remember me too. Um, but it's interesting because I looked on IMDb for all of the dates and they used to just like not not air in April. They used to go from March and then do like an April hiatus and then May, which is like kind of Well, random. of course, because May sweeps. That's where they got to get their ratings up. So they take a little break. Um, before we tell you where to find that, I want to give some shout outs to people who are live in our chat. We have Laya who is saying happy birthday to Taylor. Thank you, Laya. Zach who is saying. Thank you, Zach. Oh, I froze. I froze. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Zach says happy birthday. I'm trying to be sweet and I froze. It's okay. Am I back? I, I, Am I, back? I love it. You're back. You're here. Okay. You're cool. back. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. We had another one. Oh, there was another one. It was from Sarah. Says happy birthday, Taylor. I split it. I'm splitting it. We got both. Um, yeah, Daryl's also here in the chat. We've got lots of people. Um, thank you so much for everyone who's joining us in the yes. chat who's here live. I apologize for me freezing. Um, what else do I need to tell you before we uh, wrap things up? Oh, we need to tell you what did we learn? Wow. <laughs> Um, if you're watching us live, be prepared to tell us what you learned as well. Please. I have something yeah, so we can cheat. So I'll go. Is it, oh, yeah. it that triple plus size is not a thing? Go on. No, I knew that. I thought that was ridiculous. I learned that I want to, like, a little sketch, but the pizza looked good from the pizzeria. So I learned that I'm craving pizza. <laughs> Let's be honest. I love it. I love it. Um, Felicia? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, 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 you go. Okay. So at the beginning of the episode, they talk about the fact that these people live in SRO. And I had never heard the term SRO. Um, And so I was like, oh, interesting. And the next sentence after they're like, oh, the SRO in the corner, 
Um, Olivia says um, SOs are on the registry are the lowest recidivism rate. And I went, oh, SO is sex offenders. That makes sense. So what is SRO? Not related. Um, an SRO is a single room occupancy. And it is a place that um, is a like small room that has like a bed and a desk. And it is for um, people who um, can't afford apartments um and it's kind of like dorm style like hey arnold like like the boarding house i mean i guess kind of like a boarding house but it's specifically for like people who um are unhoused or are low income um which i that's definitely a boarding house (laughs) yeah it's very interesting that it's SRO and SO, yet they're not related. That was really like kind of throwing me off. Yeah, I was like, okay, SO, I've put together sex offender, like right. got it. But I was not like, significant other. What is well, what is well, SO like sex? Well, F- SRO is also a school resource officer. So when I heard that, yes. I was like, SRO, I was like, no, they're not talking about school resource officers. They can't. This is not that. That came up so many times before I figured out what what it actually was supposed to mean. Um, So that was wild, but uh, you know, that I actually learned something. So that's cool. Um, And I, so earlier when I was talking about my theory that BBW couldn't be said on TV, Daryl said it wouldn't surprise me if they couldn't say BBW. Um, So I'm going to go with, because it's a, it's a porn search term. Because when you look at yeah, it's but we have a porn search. The only people who only people who know are people who are searching. So, you, what you bad for? This is also SVU. They say everything. Like they have to. They talk about porn all the time. Somebody, like, somebody's genitals are mute, mute, mutilated. Excuse me. In this episode, we could say BBW. Right. Come on. I'm just I'm just guessing that that's why <laughs> they I chose feel. to come up with their own term. Because again, triple plus size not a thing. Um, and uh yeah what are the qualifications to be triple plus size i it just oh yeah was it supposed to be like triple x like like triple you know like, triple x is porn means porn so i right. don't know i mean it could have been the idea that they meant triple x like triple xl like three x <laughs> okay um no <laughs> but it's i probably never gonna come up but that's not a real thing I, look i'm telling you triple plus size is not a thing anyway um, what did you learn, Felicia? Nothing. <gasps> I mean, I want to have learned something. I know usually I'm very like really like introspective and like really deep with it, but like it doesn't this episode, have to be. It didn't. I literally I, said I want pizza. Me. It's just me. I don't know. I didn't learn. I truly didn't learn anything. I don't want to be a liar. All right. Well, Sarah says I learned Liv spoken to Elliot a couple times and is worried about him, but still. Uh, want to know what she still wants to know what they were on yes, the Yes, yeah. So what true. was in that note? So true. You gotta make up something, Felicia. Write us a fanfic, Felicia. I learned <laughs> that there are a lot of episodes about the military. Yeah, there are a lot of episodes about the military. I knew that though. There's a lot of episodes about the military. No, I guess um, I learned that. Um, 
dang, I feel like I'm in class. Show me your class. You can't think of anything. I don't know. <laughs> I learned that on. I just Alicia, enjoyed this. Episode. Would you like to speak to the rest of the class? Yes. I learned that maybe with an SVU, I enjoy format sometimes. I enjoy the format of it and I can dig deeper into the other parts of it. But if the format is there, then I enjoy the episode, which is why I enjoyed this episode. That's what I learned. That's fair. That's Beautiful. Fair. Nicely done. All right. Um, we'll tell you where to find the poll in just a second. But before we do, I remind people, because uh, we went a little off the rails this episode. So they went can... off the rails this episode. I went off they? the rails. Why am I grouped? <laughs> yeah, no, I meant they like the show writers. Wow. Oh, like, oh wow. Like, Y'all not the same team. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm the show writers. Sorry. The writers went off the rails. I also went off the rails. Um, so... My point being, uh, if you're in a situation and need help, I want to give you that hotline one more time just in case. It is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Spells? Hope. Hope. Um, yeah. So until next week where we're going to be talking, I guess, about more hate groups. <laughs> um, yep. Until then, birthday girl Taylor, where are you on the internet? I and the poll are on Twitter at alphabet underscore and I'm also on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Thanks. Uh, Felicia, where are you on the internet? I'm on Instagram uh, at it's Felicia Michelle doing random stuff. Oh, I'm dropping my AirPods. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, also, the link to her Instagram is now in the description below because I was not lazy this week. Um, I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. If you are a fan of Winona Earp, the series finale, it seems, we're discussing it tomorrow over on Amber Plaster's YouTube channel. Um, there was an amazing movie that came out this weekend called Thunder Force on Netflix. And it's so good. If you would love to see a, um, a, review video for it that is on this channel for Fanversation uh, for Super Lady Hero Hour. We talked about it. I also wrote a little bit about the body positivity that is seen in it over on my blog, thefatgirlshow.com. And tomorrow I will be live on twitch.tv slash Teagle playing, Ze well, playing is a loose term, trying to play Zelda. Um, so you can <laughs> check that out and make fun of me because that's what we do there. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're all cut up. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Happy birthday, Taylor. See you on Happy birthday, Taylor.